uh, yellow, and welcome into another edition of See You Next Tuesday. Got another lovely lady for you. Got my friend Ella. Welcome. Hey. So happy you're here. <laughs> Thanks Thank for you. having me. Um, so tell me your favorite color. Red. Why? Well, okay. Red is my favorite you color. You were so enthusiastic. <laughs> you were like, red. Because because I, I've always loved red. Because it's a color, I feel like it's a color that represents me the most. Mm-hmm. It's passionate. Also, I think very like, very like kind of abrupt. Mm. And I feel like that kind of explains how I feel a lot of the time. Like I'm constantly battling myself. And also it's just like a very um, powerful, it feels like a very strong color. And I feel like that's, what I would hope to like represent, I guess. Um, so red, but favorite color palette are unicorn colors because that's what I also feel like really represents <laughs> me, which is completely on the other spectrum. This is the best <laughs> color. I, I've never asked the color question on my podcast. Oh, really? This is the best. I, I got why and like what it makes you feel and like abrupt. Like this is a mi- and then unicorn. This is yeah, great. So my favorite color palette would be pastels and it would be like pastel pink, purple, blue, um, and I just love how, I don't know, those colors to me are just so pretty. So that's more an aesthetic. So that would be like my aesthetic. Mm. Yeah. I like it. And glitter. I was going to say, because I, I was going to say, would you put glitter into your pastels or no? Because some people think like glitter is the devil. No, I think glitter is amazing. Um, but I feel like, uh, I feel like maybe not with the pastels separate. So just, just glitter as its own. Yeah, yeah. I'm always afraid to put like really chunky glitter on with makeup. Cause I feel like it's going to fall into my eyes and then like cut my eyes. Well, don't use craft glitter on your eyes. I know. I know. I'm not going to Joanne's. No. I'm like going to the kids section. Like, Ooh, yeah, this goes on paper. Let me put it no, on my eyes. But like, I just, I don't have any eyelashes. So I feel like when I put like any kind of glitter, it just like automatically is going to like fall in. Yeah. Or... I have a ton. I have a huge collection of eye glitter that mm-hmm. I can hook you up with. Oh my god. That's safe. And some of it is like more chunky and I've woken up with it like on my eyeball and it's been fine. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Yeah. Did you know that in a clock, have you seen a clockwork orange? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you know that the, and that, yeah. <laughs> so I discovered everyone that his <laughs> eyes got like sliced in that yeah. entire, oh my, can you, okay. I know like I love my craft. I don't know if I could slice my eyeballs. But it's also a different time where I feel like when that movie was made, like, people pretty much did anything and let themselves get abused. And, oh, like, my gosh. Like, it wasn't, I don't know. There, I feel like there wasn't, like, a, like, obviously now if we go to a set and that happens, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, right. even with contacts, you're yeah. like, like, what wow. is this? What are you putting in my eye? <laughs> Why do I need to wear this? <laughs> yeah, but I feel like then it was like, oh, cool, okay, we're going to put some vintage 1920s rusted metal in my eye all right let's do this let's and i'm gonna look around and be all skate like yeah. oh also i imagine stanley kubrick must have been like a very scary man yeah have you seen his bts footage of the shining no the way he talks to um and i i love stanley kubrick you think he's a genius the way he talks though to uh the lead actress in that movie i, mean, I can't remember her name no I, yes i've heard about this like in the behind the scenes he also like treated her like shit as he's a part her, of the yeah. thing well like she's like manic the whole time because her husband's supposed to be a fucking psychopath who's about to kill and he's like stop crying <laughs> she's just like freaking out running through this house crying what does your shirt say coke is it oh okay no like coca-cola yeah okay i don't know <laughs> no not cocaine it's so much cocaine i love it like I love so it. much have you ever done cocaine 
Yeah, actually, uh, I, I had a problem with it when I was in high school, which is way too early, I think, to be experimenting with drugs. But growing up in New York City, oh, it was yeah. around that's, all the time. Yeah, like, that's different. My friend's brother was dealing it, and yeah. he, like, stole a gram from his brother and, like, came over to my friend's house and was like, guys, I got this thing. And we're like, what, what is, is it? Because <laughs> at that point, we, like, only smoked pot. I was kind of just one of those people where I was curious. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. and then we like late, we did it and lay down on the floor and listen to third planet by modest mouse. God. So emo. <laughs> and like it's high that, school. Yeah. I mean, and like, know. I feel like we had that like built the falsehood of like, all of us thought we were like closer at that point, And yeah. we were like, Oh, we've bonded, but really like, and we're it's, adults. Yeah. Cause we've did the we've cocaine. We're like 14, but really it's, it, I think it's a terrible drug. I think, uh, I think it makes people very selfish and it's dangerous as well. Oh, yeah. And it's very addictive. And I've just lost a lot of friends to uh, to that. Yeah. And, and you know, I've had, like, family struggle with it as well. So I've just tried to keep it away from my life. Yes. Yeah. That's not the kind of stuff I want to invite. Yeah. Been there, done yeah. that, in a new life, living I mean, a new life. Yeah. <laughs> we've all, I feel like, I mean, I don't know if we've all, I mean, I've had, I had an addiction issue with Xanax. Mm-hmm. So I was addicted to it for two and a half years, overdosed at the Hollywood like, Bowl. Whoa, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, because I tried to wean myself off of it for a week, mm-hmm. and then I was going to see The Nightmare Before Christmas at the Hollywood Bowl. Which is amazing. And That's... I was like, I feel like shit, and I'd love to enjoy this. And I was taking, like, ten bars a day. Like, yeah. it was in, it was really, really bad. And uh, before I went, I took three, thinking it was fine. And then because I hadn't had any, and I was already withdrawing, I overdosed on the three that I took. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I went home and got sober, and... And like I'm, I like almost died and had like one of those out of body experiences and all of that stuff. But I feel, I'm better for it, you no. know. I've like I I feel like I'm a better human being now. So I get it. That's good. Yeah, I, I feel there, like pills, that. addiction to pills is really hard because it's legal. And it's easy to get. Yeah, and you know, it's 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 also I think less stigmatized. Like I feel like if. If you're taking that, it's much more socially acceptable versus if you have to like go around with like a baggie of heroin or a baggie of right. cocaine. Like right. people are like, okay, okay, I think you have a problem. But like when you have a pill bottle, it's like assumed, oh, a doctor must right. have given that to you. Like right. this must be okay. Well, and it doesn't help that like you call your doctor and you're like, oh, it's not working anymore. He's like, oh, I'll just up the dose. Yeah. I'll just up the dose. Yeah. I'll up the dose. And then I can't get the dose upped anymore. And I'm like buying it off of the yeah. street. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for $500. Whoa, and that's like, expensive. Oh yeah. I blew a lot of my savings account. Like, wow. like a lot of, of thousands of, of dollars on, on See, my addiction. I can't take pills, even vitamins. I have to do liquids. Like I, I just have a really bad gag reflex. <laughs> so I think that's the only reason why I never got, I never got addicted to pills. I never really popped pills. Like that was the one thing I never really experimented with. Yeah. It was always instead just shoving well, shit up my this, nose. <laughs> it was just this like magic little pill that could make all feeling go away. And then the more that you took, the better it made you feel. And the bottle said it is needed. And yeah. I was like, I need it all the time. Why yeah. the fuck not? You know what is a magic pill though? Hmm. And I don't know if it's because I actually have ADHD and my parents are like very anti-Western medicine. And yeah. like they didn't take us to dentists and orthodontists, oh, even though we should have gone when oh, we were God. younger. Yeah. Which like led to a very expensive adult braces bill that <laughs> I, I had to front. Oh, <laughs> like I still have Invisalign. Um, yeah. Living my best life. <laughs> 
but your teeth not so much. <laughs> no, now they're great. They look amazing. Thanks to Dr. Waldman and Beverly Hills. Get it done. Yeah. Hashtag uh, ad. <laughs> um, but they uh, they they never really believed in us going to doctors, and you know, even though we probably should have been in therapy at a very young age, but you survived. I I'm here. I'm here. So I've, I've, I've been through the roughs a little, but I'm here. Yeah. We're doing a couple cocaine in high school. You're <laughs> yeah. not getting your teeth cleaned, but you know. Um, <laughs> I feel like um, Adderall is a magic pill. Yeah. And I've speak. I've spoken to different people, and some people have the same belief, and they probably also have ADHD. Right. And some people will say they get high on it, and I'm just like, how can you get high on it? I so can't. So in high in high school, I was in therapy because I was just a really like cute little child, <laughs> and um, he was like, I think you have you know ADD. Comes down to it, I had horrible anxiety. We just mm. didn't know what it was. Uh, so he put me on like Vyvanse, which is a, another yeah. form of Adderall. I felt like I was going to rocket to the moon. Like, like I was like, you just like you're shaking on everything. Whoa. And like, I was like this all the time. And I was like, what can we do? What can we It felt like I was like, like fucking doped up and I needed to like run a fucking mile. It was insane. Wow. So yeah, I, that does not happen to me. I take Adderall and I sit so still. I lose Holy all sense of humor. Shit. Like things aren't funny anymore. Like I'm just like so focused on my work. I picked up like my phone to look at Instagram and I was like, this is boring. What is this shit? photos of people's lives I want to write <laughs> just like that's power amazing, through a 10 though. hour work day oh, yeah that's great no wonder magic, people take magic. it for college right like that's why they're always is it addictive though well I think maybe just because like in my head like I'm very aware of addictive like the fact that I am probably because prone you... to an addictive personality exactly so I think it can be I think the scariest thing for me honestly when taking it it's not addictive in the sense where like I can feel it where often I'm like I need more that, it's more that is the Xanax it kills your appetite and like I struggled oh. with an eating disorder when I was younger and you know still have to like remind myself to like be healthy and eat healthy and get there the harder and longer way to like stay fit yeah but I think the scariest thing is that taking that it, food has no taste right. and also you just like you eat out of necessity so like when you eat something and it doesn't taste like anything you're like man I don't really need this like right, I'm gonna I go continue exactly. writing yeah so like my lunch breaks are like two to five minutes so yeah. I have to make myself eat like before I take it and then also eat lunch like I have to take a break do you take it regularly to calm um, down I started taking it recently just like just I feel like I just have a lot of stuff in my life right now and like I probably should have been taking it earlier on in life no yeah um and I just I have a really bad problem with concentrating and focusing I get very easily distracted and I always have and I've I I don't take it every day I take it like when I need to get stuff done right and when I like know that I'm in a more sensitive area in my life where like I'm more prone to be distracted so if I'm like going through a lot of anxiety or stress or if I have a lot on my plate that I can like you know I don't get anything done if I'm bouncing between four projects which usually I have four projects on my plate right so it's better for me to just like focus in and narrow in on one which I think that helps with yeah yeah I mean I'm all about mental health and doing like so people out there who are afraid to take medication uh or like because I mean I don't now I I don't take medication because Mm -hmm. I'm fucking terrified of it because of what happened to it so but I mean I like because everyone's like oh why don't you just like take an antidepressant I'm like well, I don't, I'm not depressed. Yeah. I have anxiety. So it's like a whole different like thing. So I've just learned how to deal with my anxiety. But like for people out there who are depressed, who are wondering if they're bipolar because they're really sad and really happy, there is free therapy out there. There is a like 
way for you to find what you need and yeah. you know don't be afraid if you if somebody tells you you need to take medication like if somebody's yeah, like katie true. you need to take this to make you feel better because i go to therapy if she was like katie i'm going to send you to a psychiatrist you need to be on this i would oblige yeah. like i'm like yes okay i've, I've like always struggled with uh, i had re- like severe social anxiety when i was younger really? um yeah and actually acting help acting classes helped me get out of that oh yeah um but i like couldn't navigate in social groups like people have this idea like everyone actually just the other day everyone was like I don't believe that you were like bullied when you were younger and I don't believe that like you didn't have many friends and I was like yeah well this was not that like this also do this not discredit what like, I went through oh my god <laughs> I just I, I yeah so like I mean like I, I don't think I had it the like the worst but I did like go bullying through is shit. Bullying. Yeah. It don't no no. Don't you do that? My therapist taught <laughs> but, me. No no. I know. But still, like I'm also very aware that like I was very lucky throughout my life to like right. find people that made me feel at least safe. Right. And I think some people don't find that safety net. Exactly. And that's why I think there's like a little bit of a difference. Yeah. But but yeah, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking so about? I'm so sorry. I interrupted. No you, no didn't no. I? We we were talking about. Uh, mental health, being okay with uh, taking medication. Oh yeah, yeah. So I had severe social anxiety, yeah. and um, and I remember going to a doctor, and probably in high school, and uh, they were like, they basically like diagnosed me literally in like thirty minutes, which is I think bullshit. Like nobody should give out a diagnosis in like thirty minutes. Right. But they were like, you are suffering from depression, and you have uh, like a, a mood disorder, and you also have. Uh, social anxiety and like they wanted to prescribe me all this stuff and I was so anti it and I think also because being even at a young age hyper aware of the fact that I was like an artist yeah I thought that what I was going through at the, at the time I had a very fucked up idea of what it meant to be an artist I was like I need to feel this pain I need to in feel this suffering to in order to art. create yeah. that's why I'm feeling it and now I'm realizing like that's not why I was feeling it. I just have, that was a part of my story. And I'm lucky to have art as a medium to channel that through. And that's art is my therapy. Like how I navigate through what I'm going through is by making something. And usually the best medication for me is if I'm feeling depressed to literally go and write something and to put it into like a story or to create a character that's feeling the way that I'm feeling in that moment. And I have literally this book of just like, or on my computer, this like document where I have all these different characters that are made up of like ways that I'm feeling in certain times in my life or you know certain days and like those characters will end up in stories yeah and to me that's the best medication but that's that's just what I discovered right so I I was always against it against therapy against medication and then finally I started to realize that like being an artist isn't about suffering it's not about being in pain and also being a human isn't about like refusing help Yes. Which which was a huge lesson. Yes. We're like, no, I'm good. I don't want to like impose. Yeah. I'm good. Also, I think it's like our, you know, society. It's like, oh, if you need to ask for help, then you're broken or something's wrong with you or you're weak. And I think also as women who are trying to reclaim, you know, being strong, independent women, especially that's really like hurtful or affects us because then it's like, well, no, no, no. Like I don't need help. Right. Like, let's get that straight. But it's like, no, no, no. We all need help sometimes. And that's okay to ask for it. totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Your thing about characters, what I'm going to say is going to sound so lame. Uh, I already knew you were, like, great. But, like, (laughs) you telling me that... I just love you even more. That's oh like God. the best thing I've ever heard in my life. It's warmed my entire life. Oh. I love it so much. And then do you like write your, the? do you, 
inject them into other stories that you do. They end up in different stories. That's great. Which is also insane because like sometimes I'll have an idea of where I like I'll think that one will be a main character and then Mm -hmm. it'll end up actually being like a supporting character in another story. So is this this is what you do? You write scripts? You like tell me what's a normal (laughs) day for for Ella? Um, Well I I act right and direct mm-hmm. um and I guess because of the collective that I co-founded I also end up like producing and try and am involved in heavily in like pre-production which and is called making the right life yes at the right life official there you go um but I started off as an actor in New York and when it came time for college I kind of just realized that I didn't want to go to school for acting and because I was in the city and had access to so many amazing studios yeah I decided that I would go to uh I would apply to schools for photography I was actually a photographer since I was 16 I developed my own film oh heck yeah yeah and so I I wanted to do creative writing and photography and I actually applied to Gallatin this uh the school at NYU Gallatin School of Individualized Study where you have to propose your own concentration and I was like literally such a fucking weirdo I proposed (laughs) I like wrote my like college essay say on probably some shit but then like also you had to write why you were proposing this concentration yeah and it was like creative writing with journalism and photography and I was talking about like Hunter S. Thompson and how like he inspired me all throughout high school and how like I would love to do something where it was like this this like hybrid between like social justice and and like social causes and and creative writing because also like it's fucking dope in the mind of Hunter S. Thompson it's amazing (laughs) but then also have like a visual aspect to it they accepted me full scholarship based on my portfolio. That's, That's the only reason why I was able to go to college and also able to go to such a good school. Yeah. Um, and then my second year, I just was going through a lot. And, you know, like the Tish kids were like, you know, I thought I'd relate to them because I, 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 I was always in love with film. I was in love with storytelling. Right. I was in love with acting. And I realized that there was like a lot of, uh, there was like a lot of, um, it was like very clicky. It's like high school. Yeah. It's even worse than high school because you have these schools that are actually dividing you. So like Steinhardt was like... The, like music and like whatever and then CAS was like the kids that kind of just didn't know what they wanted to do so yeah. they were just having a general college experience and then like the Tisch kids who were all like film students right and then like the Gallatin kids who were like referred to as like the weirdos because we all had like crazy con or we didn't even have crazy concentrations but one year I guess someone studied teddy bears or something and like that went down as the rumor in history and I was like oh no our concentrations are like much more <laughs> complex than that but um but yeah so my second year I actually switched to screenwriting so I took all my classes the great thing about Galveston is you can take all your classes at all the schools you have access to every school oh sweet um so I didn't just take classes there most of my classes were at Tisch and I took all my screenwriting classes at Tisch and my producing classes at Tisch um was there like all the time and basically when it came time to like actually decide my concentration my third year my guidance counselor was like you are into activism you clearly are passionate about film and that's not going anywhere in storytelling right right and you know you're studying writing more than anything else so why don't you make your concentration like I had this really long sentence where it was like how to make indie films commercial but also have a social impact and like it was like the longest thing he was like just do screenwriting as a weapon and I was like that's amazing oh my god I love he also it. did like a high kick as he said it. he's like no one's gonna <laughs> fuck with you in life so I graduated with a major in screenwriting as a weapon and so now what I do is I focus on writing female driven content and also every Everything that I write comes from, I think, this need to share stories that are based on the human condition and things that we're going through. I don't want to just 
write something that's like commercially fun and like entertaining. I want to write right. something that has an emotional impact and that can yeah. actually connect to history, to the world and to what we're going through as a society. That's beautiful. So I'm constantly writing a day is usually either if I if I have auditions, I'll go to that and then I always have writing sessions every day. Um, and Are auditions <clears throat> scary for you with like having had social anxiety or it's just second nature to you so every time you're sweating shaking in your boots except commercial auditions i fucking love commercial auditions because you don't have to do shit (laughs) you walk in no no no, but you just you really just are yourself and the pressure is off because it's like you know you don't need to memorize like 10 pages of sides you just go in and you're like hey and like i know most of the casting directors at first it probably was a little nerve-wracking because it also was very different from theatrical auditioning yeah but then i was like oh i know all of you and you guys keep calling me in because you think i'm funny and like also like i have like this like you know whatever like i I, like i always get the like she's cute she's (laughs) it's always like she's pretty but not in like a model pretty way she's relatable pretty (laughs) like that's like what i go in for all the time and i'm like whatever i'll take it I'll take yeah. it. I'm always um, the, the cute girl. That's and I'm a, like, Ugh. I feel like that's endearing. When am I going to be sexy and hot? But I feel like that is where your sexiness comes from. Like, fuck, fuck this like standard of sexy. But I'm just like adorable. And I'm just like, no, I, I look at my I would big say boobs. That you're, I want to be a sexy vixen. I would say that you're like one part adorable, one part sassy, one part spicy. Oh, ooh, I like it. I definitely would I classify like you as spicy. Oh, I like that so much. Yeah. I just, I might be falling in love with you during this podcast. I'm just going to warn you. You just get, but Same. you RT. lived my dream going to <laughs> fucking Tish. That's amazing. Like everything you're saying, even though it sounded like you didn't have the best time with the human beings there, but still, no, I, you graduated. I, mean, I, met, I met my people. I, I met my best friend, co-founder, um, and I met like a, like a lot of people I still talk to that I'm really close to, um, and also like my professors were fucking amazing. Like, yeah. Am I allowed to curse? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, once I'm like, I, once I might have already. Once I start like asking just, you which hole okay, you'd rather okay. be fucked in, yeah, yeah, things yeah. are gonna get really yeah. raunchy. So, yeah. but the yeah, auditions I think are more scary because, like, in my real life, I don't really express I don't really show my emotions to people unless if it's like we're in it and I'm like okay like this is happening and I can't control it (laughs) but like generally I I keep a lid on it and like I pretend like I don't care that's like how I've gotten through a lot of my life just pretending like I don't care when really I care so deeply and everyone's probably like you're so confident I know how do you do and I'm like I'm like I I can throw up on your face right now but thank you so much yeah (laughs) someone once said I had a very good poker face and I'm like that's good to hear because otherwise you'd all know that I'm like I'm sweating right now even oh well it's also because I tell (laughs) and I'm I'm so sorry about this the mics are so like hot that if I have the air on it'll just sound like we're in an airplane no so like I say no I I also like naturally just would even if the air conditioning was on I'd be sweating just like nervous yeah we're so the same (laughs) like when I'm on my way to like a job interview or a date just like the vents straight into my pits so that I can stop sweating it's, it's intense also like butt sweat like See, not even butt it's actually it's just like right at the like base of yes, your butt like, like the here thi- yes. it's, not even, it's like your upper thigh or when you're driving for a long time oh, and you get out summertime. and you're like oh uh, no what's happened and I'm like here great it looks like I just pissed myself <laughs> and I was let's just go driving. <laughs> let's, let's go into this appointment I'm disgusting and have the biggest issue with my feet and hands sweating all the time really every second I of don't the have day. that but I know people that do you don't want it uh I ruin all my shoes within about two weeks. Really? Because they smell like death. Like, it, can you put like baby powder or something in it? I can, but then it will, will it help? So, will it just become so like sweaty, really muddy? It turns into like a paste. Like, <laughs> it's like that episode of Friends where they make the paste oh pants. It's like this 
Poor, I sweat a lot on my feet. So oh my if Lord. you want to date me, I'm really cute and I have sweaty ass feet. She has really so. cute feet. I can vouch for that. <laughs> no, I'm don't staring at them that. now. And the, the crazy thing is, is that they're Doesn't, always. Do, am I making you sweat more by looking at them? No. Like, okay. But they're always cold. But so it's wet. clammy. It's clammy. It's horrible. Yeah. Like why? And then I, it gives me eczema, and then I'm just like, it's like me and my feet. You know, we're good. It's I feel good. bad. I feel bad for. I, I I can't relate to that at all. I just and I don't throw know. socks on them and they're not even there. You oh, know? okay, great. It's just like gone. <laughs> bam, bam. Thank you, man. But like, whenever guys are like, "Oh, did you want me to rub your feet?" I'm like, "No, no, thanks." <laughs> like, I'm good. I'm okay. Pass. As much as I would love that, you would never speak I to me again. I love, love getting my feet massaged and also massaging feet. There's something very weird. <laughs> I'm not. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. Wait, I don't understand no, the no, no, double no. on it. Let's 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 trace back. <laughs> I think it's like one of the most sweetest intimate things to like because feet to me are really disgusting so I think it's like one of the sweetest most intimate things to like like know that like someone has literally ventured for 20 something years on those feet and to grab them and to like just hit the arch like it's so sweet and endearing and like you can tell how like relaxed they are once you do it I don't get there on first dates (laughs) No. That's like long time in. You're like, okay, I'll like massage your think, feet while we watch a movie. I don't think I've ever been on a first date where they're like, <laughs> let, me, let me touch your Could feet. Could I give those a rub? Because they're looking like they want it. I'd be like, uh, bye. What's been your worst? Have you ever like walked out on a date? Like how to get the fuck out? Like what's a bad date story? I should have walked out on this date, but I didn't because I'm a sucker. I'm getting more champagne, everybody, by the way. Oh, we're, uh, <laughs> we're enjoying some mimosas because it's it's Saturday morning for us. I know Why it's not? Tuesday for y'all. Would you like some more? I would love some. Um, I should have walked out on this date, but this probably will go down in history as the worst date ever. Um, I had been like on a couple of dates with this girl. Okay. I don't know. I feel like maybe, maybe she had been, she withheld about maybe some of the struggles she was going through and also the fact that maybe she was still hung up on her ex-girlfriend. Got it. And also her ex-girlfriend was bisexual and I identify as bisexual. So I think she like imposed a lot of how her girlfriend, her ex-girlfriend hurt her uh-huh. and the reasons why she hurt her onto me. Fun. Always fun. Literally after like the <laughs> second day. Cool. Love um, that. So every, I like wasn't sure because I don't know. I felt like, well, there's a two part to this because I should have left after the second date. This was probably like our second date. I should have left. But on top of that, not only did I not leave, but I went on, I went on a third one, <laughs> which was the last one. But the second one, what, the reason why it was so bad was because um, I think that she maybe like thought that showing affection meant like, you know when people like tease someone? Yeah. And, but it was like really mean. Oh. And like, I'm like super sensitive. So I was like, like this, like I don't get it. Do you like me? Cause or like if you, you don't, like I'm don't confused. hang out with me. Like I'm just like, what? So it was, uh, it was actually the, the night before the women's march and I was going over to watch a movie and she needed like, <coughs> excuse me, an SD card. And I brought one over, but of course it was like the wrong one. So she oh was God. like, oh, she was like, let's, she was like, I guess I can just like try and go to the store in the morning that to, to, to Target in the morning and get it. And I was like, it's going to be fucking crazy. Like, now. it's going to be insane. I was like, let's just go now. It's like 10. Yeah. It's still open. So we went to Target. I I'm, love a late I'm Target getting, run. I know, right? You know, it's, like, it was actually like 
like, it would have been sweet. It would have been like, Fun. oh, let's do it. Second date. We're walking through Target. Yeah, yeah. She like kept pushing me and I was just like, oh, like, like side pushing. And I was like, oh, and I was like, okay. Wait, I'm sorry. She was pushing you? It was like, it was like, like we were walking side by side and I was trying to like get closer and like we were talking and she'd be like, uh-huh. like it wasn't aggressive at this point. It was, I thought it was playful, but she kept like saying comments and like, was like mean and I was just like I don't get it this is why I was really confused what was she saying it was stuff it was just like very like um like you know like things that you would say about yourself like self-deprecating things Mm -hmm. it was like that but from someone else like she's like reading you not even reading it was like it was like I feel like it was just more like judgments but it was said in a way where it was like oh but I'm joking but like you could tell that they weren't but like it's also true yeah so we were literally in the aisle of the SD cards and I'm like babe this is the SD card you need I work in film. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Yeah. This is the one. You need this. And she's like, no, I need this one. And keeps reading it to me. And I'm like, this is the one. And I'm like, just trust me. Like, this is the one you need. And she literally, and I'm like, come on, let's go. And she literally pushes me down. She pushes me down in a target onto the floor. I'm like <gasps> kneeling like at the second row. And I'm like looking up at her. And I'm just like, on, like close to, already pretty close to the ground. But I'm like holding this fucking SD card that's for her, for her oh, project. Oh my God. And I'm like, hey, like, this is the one, like, I'm helping, right? Like, I'm useful. And she literally shoves me down on the floor. And I'm, like, on the ground in this moment. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, did I just get pushed down on a second date in Target? Like, it was so inappropriate. And I was so uncomfortable. And this is the worst thing. I think, like, a lot of the time, girls in general... Or, I don't know, not even just girls. I think maybe some guys do this. I'm I'm dying. (laughs) This I'm glad you're finding humor on this. Pushed you down after shoving you and making you feel bad. This is horrible. I felt like I was, like, in grade school. And, like, it's like, you know when the guy likes you and you're like, he hit me today. And all your friends are like, that means he loves you. Um, My stomach (laughs) is laughing. So... I got back up and she still asked the guy and the guy was like, that's the card you need. Punched her in the face. No. (laughs) And we were walking and I was like making jokes and flirting and there was this guy outside with like this, uh, like these like color, um, these like color neon things. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to get one. And like, we're going to like go home all the way home. I'm going to like, it had music, like really cheesy music. I'm like, I'm going to make this party lit. And I was like making a joke. And she's like, and she, oh, she would, it was more so what I would say stuff. She'd be like, don't ever fucking say lit again. It was like stuff like that. And we're like, you're so stupid. Like things like that. Like comments like like that. that. And, um, she was like, no, you're not going to fucking do that. If you do that, I'm not letting you in my car. And she like pushed me again, like the side push or whatever, like away from her. And I was like, I'm going to go home. And then she literally said, no, you're not. And guess what? Oh my God. I didn't go home. That's like some fucking psycho, like psychological manipulation. But I didn't go home. I don't know. Maybe I'm a masochist and I like being abused well, verbally. No, I think you were. <laughs> I get it. I was recently on a date that was so bad that I ended up going on another one and then it just got so much worse. And so we we go to like a bar and we're getting drinks and whatever and it was great. And then we like leave and you know how I just told you that I overdosed at the Hollywood mm-hmm. Bowl? Yeah. He kept making this joke about the Hollywood Bowl to random Did you people tell him? Would, and I told him. Wow. And how and many times have you been on a date? This was our second date. Or you, like our second outing. That's very courageous that you divulged that. Divulged? Yeah. That. I usually do it weirdly soon. That's so interesting because I have like a lot of experiences. Like I haven't even like told you. Like we've been, we've known each other for a little while. I haven't right. even told you the, the, the. Well, 
the mix I'm, of it. I've always gotten in trouble for opening my mouth way too soon. Yeah. It's just something that I have always had an issue with. But with that, it's usually because I hear the word, they've said it, they've made a joke about anxiety. I'm never like, oh my god, so one time <laughs> I was like taking a song. Let me Xanax. tell you how much I've lived. It, it wasn't, it's not, it's usually like organically somehow hmm. brought up. You would be shocked at how much people say the word. Overdose I or was, anxiety? Xanax. Oh, really? Because it's a, uh, it used to be a trigger word for me. I would hear it all the time. And for the longest time after I overdosed, when I would hear a bottle rattle, my mouth would fill up with saliva. Really? Because I was like, where's the Xanax? But then that finally went away. And I was like, okay, Whoa, amazing. No, so yeah. Crazy. Addiction is one of the, like my, I would lie to myself or my, my brain would tell me how to get more and how to get higher. Yeah. And I wasn't doing it. I understand that. If I'm out at a bar and I see people on Coke, I smell the Coke breath. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. Like, and, and I feel like every other person, like, doesn't have that sensitivity. But because right. I was around it and, like, right. was addicted to it, like, I can, like, tell. Like, yeah. I'm, like, also I can tell when I'm talking to someone, like, you're yeah. on Coke. I can <laughs> like tell I can by your mouth. Your I, yeah. <laughs> and and sometimes I'm disgusted and sometimes right. I'm, like, give it to me. Right. <laughs> no. Right. JK. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, wait. No. See, luckily, I don't, because I was, it was such a traumatic experience. And just because I like have, once it was out of my system, I never wanted to take it again. It was getting it out of my system to where I wasn't addicted to it anymore. Yeah. Because you wake up the next morning after having taken it and your body literally needs more of it. And it took, I had to wean myself off because I was going to have a heart attack or a seizure if I didn't because of wow. the amount I was taking. So I weaned myself off for about a week and then I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to not take this Go anymore. Cold turkey. And then it took two days and then I remembered waking up and the only thing I wanted was a cup of coffee. And I wow. cried. You know what? I really do believe that it's just retraining your brain. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's the hardest part. And it's now like, I don't have an issue with wanting it. But when I hear the word, it's just like, ugh. It reminds you of everything. It's just like I can see myself laying on the floor again. And yeah. the whole, like, you know, horrible incident. But, so I had told him because he made some kind of, uh, I think he said something about the Hollywood Bowl or something. And how mm -hmm. he was, like, there all the time. So I told him about it. Also, I like to see if they can handle it. I realize it's like a weird that. thing to, but like, this is me. Yeah. And it's a very big part of me. I wish I was more like that because I feel like I'm terrified if I told everyone like all, because I'm a very different person than the Ella you know today as to like who I was like in high school, even in right. college. And like, I know that that person made me who I am, but like there were things I did that I'm not proud of. Of and, course. But like that, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't become the person I was without I today without things. that. Yeah, exactly. But like, I'm, I'm always very like nervous. Also, I'm like, I think I'm like highly, I have like really bad trust issues and I'm like semi-paranoid about like, if I do tell someone right. these things, They're going that somehow to... it'll be used against me or like, it's like collecting. Like, I just have this image of some people, especially in LA, just being like trolls under a bridge collecting secrets and I like been... waiting to use them against people. For me to say that I was addicted to something on this podcast for me is a huge deal. Mm -hmm. I've wanted to do it just because I'm a really big like anxiety advocate, but like for that reason... I am now terrified that since people know I used to be addicted to something, I'm the girl that was addicted to something. Seriously, like, I, every single 
person around me has some kind of addiction. And that is why. And that's why we need to talk about it. And here's the thing. You told me yours and I was like, this is, and that's why I started to tell people when I'm out. Everybody also knows somebody who's had it or they've gone through it themselves or they have some kind of story about it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to be ashamed about if you were ever addicted to anything. I'm two and a half years fucking clean of Xanax. It's the best thing in the world. So it's just like, I have no issue telling people because if they can't handle it, then they can fuck off. Yeah, it's actually my dream to do a TED Talk on something that has to do with like addiction. Yeah. That's like been one of my dreams. And I've every once in a while, I'll like write down sentences that come to me. But I don't know. I just, it, it's a soft spot. Like everyone in my family struggled with addiction. And right. I, one of my friends died of a heroin overdose. One of yeah. my friends, I lost her to heroin because she became so disillusioned and detached from reality. And, yeah. and it it's is really so, so hard. easy to do though. And it happens so quickly and it takes you a while to realize it. And usually when you realize it, you're gone. Yeah. So that's, you know, and if you ever like need help, call the addiction specialists, talk to your family. It's not the end of the world. You can get clean because there were times where I would look at my hand and I would see all the pills and I would think like, how am I going to ever have children if I'm taking handfuls of, how am I going to like, I have a family I'm lying to. I mean, the lies that I told, you know what I mean? mean, And yeah, that's, I think just the stuff (coughs) that happened. Yeah. Is that you start to realize that, especially like what we were talking about with like, you know, your friends, if they're doing it too, and you feel like you've created this like bondhood because you're all in it together. Yeah. Really, it's just a falsehood because you're all lying to each other. Exactly. You're all hurting each other. You're, you're all, you know, filling your own voids and running away from your own shit. And you can't be there for other people if that's what you're doing. I remember like a pivotal moment. The reason why I fully cut it out of my life, because even though I, I was no longer addicted because I realized that my addiction was linked to a lot of the emotional things I was going through in life and yeah. at that time in high school. And I didn't do it in, <laughs> for a really long time. Um, and then coming out to LA, like I said, it's just like everywhere. Like you w- would be shocked. It is fucking everywhere. It is. And that's why you can't be ashamed it's of it. It's so hard. Like everyone around at the bars, at in the creative industry, everyone does it. The it, most unsuspecting people sometimes too. And you're like, whoa. When I started going out in Hollywood... It was just like I would go to the bathroom and everyone's like, do you want to bump? And I'm like, no, I want to fucking pee. Yeah, I want to, and I want to wash my hands, but I can't because you're in Coke on the sink. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's everywhere. It's easy to get. It's so easy. And I, I, I like I remember like doing it just a tiny bit like after not doing it for a long time. And uh, this this girl I was dating at the time was doing it a lot. And also I was seeing a guy and a girl. We were in a polyamorous relationship. Mm-hmm. Um both of them didn't really have the same problem that I had with it and both of them were doing it and we were out all the time and one night I was tipsy and I was like oh whatever I'll just like do a little bit I'll just you know take a tiny bit and I remember like the next day just waking up so incredibly sad and that sadness lasted for probably three days right like to the point where like normal things that happen in your life you're like oh I can handle this like I didn't book that job I can handle it oh I feel like I'm failing in some parts of my life you know what Ella like get your shit together put on your big girl pants you're not you're working towards something big and that's gonna take a long time remember that yeah but I didn't have the like coming down and off of it like I I lost those tools to talk to myself and I literally was in a spiral for three days of like my life is shit I have no reason to live this is terrible this is what my life is gonna be like I like I'm a piece of shit like everything I've done in my past added up and I made the decision that I never wanted to wake up feeling feeling that that way again ever again yeah and that made it so easy to just like cut out and now thankfully 
knock on one. I have really good friends that are that are that had struggled that were doing it and stopped doing it. Right. And also because they realized that it's not good for them as well for their own reasons, but right. also just are supportive where if they are doing it recreationally, they know that I don't want that shit in my life. And they exactly. know that. And they support that. And right. I, I respect that so much. Because I don't, like if you can recreationally do stuff do and, and wake up the next day Have a good time. and feel great. And if you're not Enjoy. running away from your problems exactly. or trying to fill a void right. with the drug and you're just right. out and you're one of those people... By all means, yeah. have fun. Like that's how I'm like with shrooms. Right. I love shrooms. They're great. <laughs> I feel just... like I feel like I would have the worst trip of my life. Can you just like start this podcast with that? <laughs> I love shrooms. shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean seriously, like it's one of those things where like it's it's like once in a blue moon I'll do it, and I'm just like it gives me an appreciation for life for yeah. the small things that sometimes we're so jaded by all the other things by and. I just feel like that's something that it's like, I know, like, I know that that's like something that's more of a, I'm not condoning doing drugs at all. I'd be obviously be but safe. But also do as many drugs as you can, as much as, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know, Summertime. if you do do drugs, maybe pick the ones that are a little bit better for you than the ones that are. You said do, do. Do, do. <laughs> Sorry. It's like tutu. I'm so annoying. Tutu. It's the It's mimosa. our duty. Duty. <laughs> God. No, poop jokes and fart jokes. Yeah, the best. Always will get me. Um, but I realize that we've taken like a 15 minute break from the beginning of my date story. Oh, fuck. Yes. No, it's fine. No, no, this yeah, has been wait, a so wonderful what, conversation. So what, we keep talking about addiction, which is so interesting. This is amazing. It is. Like, it's the addiction I podcast. Like, I like talking. I like, I like letting people know that they're not alone out there. I love that based on everything that I've written down, we've been recording for like almost an hour and we ha- I haven't even asked you oh. one of these questions. <laughs> Let's been, get to it. Wait, I want to hear the rest it's of your day. It's been organic so it tr- and wonderful. terrible. Though. Yeah. Terrible. So bad. So bad. So, so we, you, he kept triggering you, kept making jokes well, about it. Well, I mean, it. not that it like triggers me, but just like also how many times are you going to make the same joke? Yeah, it gets old. You know, You're like, we okay, were, we get it. We were walking around and he would ask people like, are we near the Hollywood Bowl? Is it, do you know where it is? As like a joke. And like, it's not even that funny. That's really not funny. Right? And, he and had, then you still went on another date with him? This was the second date. This was like, because we had gone out before once and it was fine Why and whatever. Why did you go on a third one? I haven't. This was only the second one. I only went on too. Oh, okay. So yeah. this, oh, you called it quits yeah. after that. Call, I, well, he doesn't know about it yet. If he listens to this well, podcast, listen he will. Fine out. Fuck um, you. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't, it's not his fault. I just like, he, it, okay. So then we're walking back and he says the Hollywood Bowl thing the third time. And I'm like, so can we not say the Hollywood Bowl thing anymore? Cause like I overdosed there and he's like, yeah, no problem about it. At one point we were making out and he was humping me. What? <laughs> no. And I like kicked him off of me and I was like, you're like a like dog. Like humping or like, like drive, like, you like, know, like when you're in it. So I'm on like a bench and yeah. he's like making out with me and he's like literally like. Oh my God. Like oh if you my could, God. If only the podcast world you know, could see. And I was like. You know, here, wait, I'm going to record that so that this is going to be, <laughs> when we're ready to post this, this will be the video this that, is, wait, wait, this will be the video that I, that I post a reference. Okay. Ready? He's doing what? This. He's just humping me while making out with me. And I'm like, no. <gasps> This isn't what I want. Oh and I was God. just like, I kicked him away from me. And I was like, you're like a dog. And, he, and then he barked. He was like, Arr! I was like, ew. Oh, my God. Ew. So then, 
Also, like, I'm all for when you're, like, making out with someone and you, like, rub bodies. Like, that's really hot. But, like, humping, humping. like, full-on dog humping, that's like, a no-no. And also, I just, okay. So then we're walking and I had to pee really bad because I had had a bunch of ciders. And I was like, I'm just going to pee I in this alley. I had a bunch of ciders. I love cider so <laughs> much. It's my favorite thing. Cider and fireball. Whoa! Such a lame-o. Um, but we're walking back and I was like, I got to pee. I'm just going to pee in this alley. And he was like, you need a bathroom. I was like, I really don't. But now you that you've made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you've made me feel gross now. And I was like, well, my apartment's near here, so I'll just run in and pee, and then we'll walk back to your car. And then he was like, oh, well, I have to pee. And I was like, okay, well, we can both pee, and we'll walk back to your car. So then... So he came up here. We're in my apartment. And I'm like, fuck! Was he humping you? No. I was like, okay. I'm like, we're gonna pee, and then we're gonna go. So we both go pee, and then he, like, lays down on my couch, because he was, like, tired or Ugh, whatever. that's so gross. And then it's like, I was don't like, make yourself at home. Sorry. My friend, someone did that to my no, friend and I'm like, worse. kick him out. It gets worse. So I was like, okay, it's time to go. And then he was like, oh, you told me that one of your rooms is like really messy. I'm going to go look at it. And I was like, what? no, that's my private room. Cause like I have my bedroom and then I have like a room of like just abyss of mess. Like well, now I rough. need to see it. See, I understand. Yeah. People want to see it after I tell them how bad it is. But then I'm like, what is in this room? He's like going in it anyway. And I'm like, oh. no. And I'm like trying to like pull him out to the point where he just like, did you meet him on Tinder? No, I've oh, okay. known this guy my entire life. Oh wow. Yeah. It was like maybe two friends. Maybe me. I was going to say, it feels like maybe he felt very entitled to like, he like, he felt too comfortable. Well, he also, like, after the first date told me, like, oh my gosh, I didn't expect to, like, really like somebody right now. I wasn't ready for this. And I'm also thinking, like... What do you want to do? I don't understand. Yeah. I'm not looking to, like... I mean, I you know on this podcast, fuck. I always say I want a relationship, but, like, I didn't like him. Yeah. So, like, I don't want... I'm sorry, I don't want a relationship with you. Like, oh God. So then he... I'm like, all right, let's go. And then he looks in the bed, like, that room. And then he locks himself in my bedroom. What? Yeah. He locked himself in as the a bedroom. joke. As a joke, he clearly knew we weren't gonna fuck at this point, and he needed to use his comedy shtick to like make me laugh or something. Because then you'd take your pants off. I, you know, <laughs> because, there's nothing like because walking. of course the sequence of events is make me laugh. Yeah, and I'll then get I'll naked. Just, oh my god! Yay! Uh, he comes back out and he has on a bra. What? That I want oh to return. Like, this is an $85 bra that I want to exchange for a different color. Did you take the tag off? No. Okay, thank God. Thank At least they God. didn't do that. I would have lit... I, I don't know. <laughs> I would have actually blown up. Like, I would have died. But I was like, dude, I want to return that bra. Also, like, just to preface this, like, I think that this is safe to say that when girls want to return things, it's like a serious thing. It is. Like, I feel like guys generally will keep stuff they don't like. It's also $85. Wait, this, is, this is also such a metaphor for relationships. Guys will keep stuff they don't like because they're just like, eh, I don't like it. I'm never going to wear it, but I'll keep it in the closet. Girls are like, I don't like this shit. It's going back. And I need a new color <laughs> in this brassiere, okay? And now you have it on and I'm still trying to get you out of my apartment. Was he yet, naked or did he have it no, over his shirt? No, he had it like over his shirt. So I was like, okay, thank God you didn't like derobe yourself. <laughs> uh, so then we're leaving and he Does makes, he still have the bra on? No, I made him take it off and I was like, take that off. I want to <laughs> return it. And he was like, oh, why is it expensive or something? And I was like, it was $85. Have big boobs and you can't go to Target and get yeah. like a 34B. That doesn't, I can't yeah. do that. Oh, I wish. Oh my God, that would be amazing. But we walk outside. He makes the joke of... Bye, it was great seeing you. And he goes to my neighbor's door to act like he's going to walk in there like it's his house. What? It's 3 a.m. 
Okay. We can't be making a lot of noise out here, partner. I've also been trying to get you Was out of drunk? my apartment. Yeah, but like I've been trying to get you out of my apartment like for 15 minutes. I mean, my mistake for letting you in, but... Jesus Lord. Then I was like, okay, we'll walk you back to your car. So we like cross the street. He's nowhere to be found. He's hiding. He's hiding. <gasps> oh my God. What are you dating? He's a seven year old? I don't, I don't know. So he's hiding. And I was like, I was what? like, oh, where are you? And he was like, you have to find me. And I just said, I'm fucking tired. Did you go back upstairs and go to sleep? Please tell me you did. He came out and I said, do you know where your car is? And he said, nope. And I said, you're going to make a left. You're going to make a right. You're on this street and you're on the fourth floor. Have a great night. I turned my ass around and walked in my apartment. Good for you. Holy Good shit. For you. I still feel like I need to shower him off of me. Like Fuck. I can't get the date. Like I keep thinking about it and I'm just like. I don't know what, how I get these guys. Like they're just the worst. Fuck. I just like, I don't know. And then I was talking about a guy on my last podcast that I was dating. And then he texted me and he was like, I don't want to ghost you or anything, but I just want to be alone right now. Sorry. Oh my God. And Ghosting like, would almost be better at that that's point. Why I'm like, just ghost me. Just don't. fucking ghost me. Like, and he was like, you deserve to be with someone who's well, going to try. Like, do you think it's okay? Do you think there's a difference between ghosting like a romance versus ghosting or like a... Uh, someone that's a friend that you like a new friend or like a someone that's a, not a good friend but like you clearly know that they shouldn't be in your life like do you think that that's it's okay to like what do you think that's phasing somebody out okay because you think that they're toxic or something that's different because like, I always feel like it's okay to ghost like not not that it's okay to ghost anyone because right. I always feel like honesty is the best but I feel like right. Don't say, like, I don't want to ghost you. Like, you know, it's like, be, like, honest and just say, like, to be very frank, like, I really just need to, like, do me right now and, like, right. that's it. Right. For, like, romance stuff. And, like, that's, like, easy. Understood. But I also... Don't flirt and then suddenly ghost. That's... That's the worst. But also, he was saying shit, like, about... Well, like I would make stuff, I would make a comment like I want Wood Ranch at my wedding and he would be like, oh, well, let me write that down for our wedding. And then he, Like little yeah. things like that. And my response to his bullshit was, that's totally fine. Don't make the girl feel like you're going to go in, like all in when you're not. And also- I agree. Don't come in her mouth and have her swallow and then break up with me a week later. You yeah. knew a week prior that you didn't like me. Yeah. Well, you should have told me then. But no, you got off instead. Yeah. You fuck. That's fucked up. Like, that's also someone that's just very selfish. That that's what pissed me <laughs> off is like we were intimate a week prior and then, and then he dropped he's the bomb like, oh, by the way. And I'm like, yeah. you knew this when you came over. That's why you came over and left an hour and a half later. I had a girl once, she she was I mean, understandably so, this was like, this is probably my biggest dating advice is do not get involved with someone that has just gotten out of a relationship. It's the worst. You will end up, it's not even rebound. You will end up getting in the middle of whatever you will be, end up in the middle of their war. Yeah. Because there are so many emotions and I even just like breaking up with someone like know that like that shit lasted like six fucking months at right. least before right. I was like, okay, I'm finally just too exhausted to yeah. like keep up. Right. And so, like, we were hooking up very and flirting. She had just broken up with her girlfriend. And she literally, like, FaceTimed me from... She, like, left the city because she was just, like, 
I have to go. Yeah, because like too much shit was happening. But then FaceTimed me while she was gone at this place and I had been hanging out with someone else and she was like, please don't like give them your dimples. Your dimples are so cute. And like egging it on and like texting me. And she probably was texting me when she was drunk. But like I was just like feeding into it because also like at this point like I had always identified as bisexual, but then this, this was right after I like uh, worked on a project that was very, very close to like me coming out, and yeah. I was like, "Fuck, yeah. maybe I'm not bi, maybe I'm gay." Right, and that to me was like, "What the fuck?" Right. Like, I think telling maybe my family I'm bisexual is a little bit more of like a, of like an easy thing than Are if you I kidding? then if I were like, I mean, no, it's not that it's well, it's for, never easy. It's never me, easy. No, no, no. For me, it was just the opposite. When I told my my mom I was bi, she was like, "So you're a slut?" And I was like, "No, no, 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 no." no. I don't care what I fall in love with. And she's yeah. like, so you can't decide when I have sex with everything? I'm like, no, 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 what it means to be bisexual because there's not proper representation what is, in the media and in the world. What does bisexuality mean to you? Like, what is to it? To me, and it's so funny because now we talk about bisexual and pansexual and Love I understood. Yeah, yeah. And to me, it means that, one, ever since I was little, I knew I was attracted to girls. And what guys. age? I remember at six years old, I saw my parents watching. They thought I was asleep. I saw them watching Gia with Angelina Jolie. And I literally had the fucking blanket like this and I was like who is this beautiful woman and like she was naked and like I was just like in love with her body and I was just like I was even at that young age I was aroused I knew in the sixth grade and I think that growing up like I constantly was into girls but I was also into guys so I was like well I grew up very Catholic my family my dad's very Sicilian my mom is Hispanic she's Peruvian so like both of their cultures do not accept really LGBTQ no wonder you're so beautiful though thank you (laughs) <laughs> but um but I you're very beautiful too. Oh, thank you. oh <laughs> so sorry, just sorry like girls helping girls. <laughs> um but I I just decided at at e- even a young age I was like, well, I'm just going to hide how I feel because there was like this shame and this guilt towards that feeling and right. and because I like guys too, like I'm just only going to see guys and I'll just easier. hide that. I'll repress it. It's easier. But I remember like in high school, I like had, it was funny. I'm such a pioneer. In high school, I was, I actually like one of these guys, a guy friend and a girlfriend, like we all like were hanging out and like ended up like hooking up, all yeah. three of us. Oh. And I was like, obviously like a little bit more into the girl because I had only hooked up with guys at that right. point. Right. And I was like, wow, like this is like amazing. Like I love this. And both of them were like, we should be in a relationship together, the three of us. And I was like, oh. I was like, yeah, I love that idea. Like what? And I was yeah. like so excited by it. And then I went home and as soon as I saw my parents, I just felt this overwhelming like guilt and disgust. And I literally went in the bath and like tried to like scrub my skin off. And it was, I think primarily towards the fact that like I was so into a girl that I, it was like, then I, I feel like shit because I also like just ignored her after that. Like I didn't even explain anything. I just like ghosted her. Oh, <laughs> I know. But, and also my guy friend, I just like didn't hang out with him ever again. But you didn't know. You were like, I don't know. I didn't know any better. I was like, like it's I was, a lot for you. I was like, I gotta go to church. I gotta see a priest and repent. <laughs> I need to get all this, this girl gotta, off Gotta wash of me. the gay off me. <laughs> but then I, I realized that like, I was like, fuck that. Like, fuck that I'm dying. I gotta like, watch the game. That is how me. it felt, and now <laughs> I'm just like I'm saying. Literally, I told my sister we were for her baby shower. We were shopping for balloons. She knows, and my brother and my sister, who I come from a family of five. My two older brothers are gener- generationally in a different generation. They're mm-hmm. like they, my brother could. My oldest brother could be my dad. Okay. He's like fifty. 
they grew up more as like uncles, but I'm closer to my sister and my brother, um, who you met. Yes, that's a beautiful baby, by the way. I know, he's so handsome. He's a good one. Girls, he's single. (laughs) (laughs) He's got his own Instagram page. Looking for for a wifey. Um, No, but my sister was so amazing because I was so scared to tell her. Um, And finally, like after, you know, all this time, and we don't really, we, we talked about it at first and I told her about the crazy girl that pushed me down in Target. <laughs> and, and like, that was like a really interesting thing to talk to her about. Right. And it was so sweet. She like, she, we were out to dinner and she's like, well, cheers. My sister's also very girly and yeah. has like a huge diamond on her finger. <laughs> and she's like, well, cheers to new chapters in our lives. <laughs> and I was just like, I fucking love you to pieces. Oh my That's God. Amazing. But we were, uh, she has, she was having, a, she had, she had a baby. Yes. But at this time the baby was still in her belly. Yes. And we were throwing her a baby shower and we were getting the balloons and I'm like, let's get those with the rainbows and the clouds. And she goes, Ella, that's more like you. Very gay. <laughs> I don't think we should do that. <laughs> and I was just like coming from her to me, it wasn't like a joke that was offensive, right? Because it to me, it was like, oh, Her she's accepting me for my me. queerness. Like yeah. she now understands why I love rainbows right. and right. why I'm like unicorns, and like she gets it and she accepts my sexuality. And to I me, that was like really special. No idea that the rainbows on Instagram meant that the people are gay. Well, I think it's. I think some people also just really love rainbows. Let's uh, clear that well, up. <laughs> but you know, like how like some people are like uh, college rainbow Disneyland, yeah. and I, I think like, it means LGBTQ. Right. Become like a, and I had no idea. And I was like, oh, I love rainbows. I had no, I just yeah, love I don't know this. if I have a rainbow in mind. I definitely have a unicorn, but that's because I love unicorns. <laughs> we already talked My about those, those palettes. <laughs> I know. How many poly relationships have you been in? Well, real, I think like, okay. Cause I mean, like, I guess you could say the first one was that one when I was 16. It didn't actually last only one day. Like we saw each other for a little bit and then I backed out and yeah. was a bitch about it, but, or a little bitch about it. Um, but I think the like two polyamorous relationships I've been in, um, one was exclusively us three. Yeah. And then one was me in, in, I guess like you would call it a non-monogamous relationship with my partner, a guy. Okay. And I was also seeing other people, but primarily that was when I first came out and I was seeing only girls. Got it. And I would have my own relationships with them. Got it. But would they know about him at home? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, so when we first started the open re- relationship, yes, they knew about him. But then we also separated and like we're doing our own thing and at that point they knew about him and our history I was very open and honest about that but also so I think that also made it a little bit hard sometimes especially when someone realized that they don't want to be in a non-monogamous relationship right because I have so much history with this person that it was like a little frightening yeah and that was probably why one of the most serious relationships I've had with a girl ended and it was really heartbreaking because I fell in love with her unexpectedly but um but at the end like she was asking me to pick between the two. Oh. And at this point, that person, the guy had, he, like, he's my best friend. Right. I fucking love him. Like, hands down, like, we'll pick him over anyone. It's more of like a, but it's just, more he's of, your person. Yeah. Like, like it's, of just... a, it's more like, I can't push this person out of my life to make you feel more comfortable. Right. Even if that means that I promise I will never sleep with them again, I will never be intimate with them. I can't, I can't not... push them out of my life right. to make you feel like you can trust me or feel safe. And at that point, I didn't want to be in a monogamous relationship because I also am not sure if I believe in monogamy, but I was willing to try it because I fell for this person. And that was like something I was willing to do because I really cared for them. And it, I saw how much it was breaking them apart. Right, right. Um, but like, honestly, yeah, I don't know if I believe in monogamy. To be quite frank, everyone growing up, 
all the adults, they all cheated on their partners. All of my friends growing up were cheated on or cheated on their partner. I've had, I've, and, I've cheated <coughs> and been cheated on, so. So, well, here's the funny thing is that like, like I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, like I, when I was in high school, I definitely cheated on the guy I was seeing, although he cheated on me too. Not that it justifies it, but he was cheating on me as well. And he was also very abusive. Oof. But I realized that like, as soon as I kind of owned this like non-monogamy mm-hmm. and like I had this open relationship with that guy, like I was so much more honest. Yeah. And like, I felt like there was so much more room for communication. And I think that's why um, being non-monogamous is actually really beautiful is that you really do have to open yourself up to yeah. be 100% honest. And that means sometimes it's going to hurt. Yeah. That means sometimes you're not going to like what you hear. But at least you're being honest and you're not concealing things. And right. you're never misdirecting or lying or being yeah. shady. You yeah. are literally an open book. Right. Um, and I, I realized that like, just like I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't cheated on someone or been cheated on or was like an accomplice to someone else cheating since that because I was like this is bullshit like why cheat on someone be honest be like I'm in a place in my life right now where I want to see other people but I love you and that doesn't discredit the fact that I love you I just also need to like we've been together since we were young and like you know there's so many different reasons and it's like I need to be able to explore that side of me but that doesn't mean I love you any less and I think that honesty is much more important and setting like setting that down and mm-hmm. setting that that groundwork down is so much more important than like going around someone's back and fucking cheating on them. Right, because then it's like did we ever have anything? Right, because then they start to the you you yeah, you kill your everything. trust and they're like, "Well, was everything a lie?" But the thing is is like if I were in a 15-year relationship or 10 years, even 5 years and somebody comes to me and they're like, "Hey, it would be very hard for me to think about that partner being intimate with somebody else because it's like Well, that happened to me. Okay. That's actually how I started to even like think about I mean honestly quite frankly like that's how I realized that's how I was comfortable to finally come out as bi yeah I was in a long-term relationship with a guy and we had known each other since we were 18 we literally like five years six years later like I thought this was it like this was our life yeah he was like I don't know if I believe in and you know we weren't education educated enough to use vocabulary like non-monogamous or polyamorous and he was like I don't know if this is a life I want. And I was like, well, you should have told me a lot sooner, buddy. Like now's a little bit late in the game to throw that out. And I literally was distraught for like two weeks. I was crying. I was suicidal. I was, my whole life had turned upside down. And I literally, at one point, we sat down again after two weeks and looked each other in the eye. And I saw this person across from me in so much fucking pain because we had known each other since we were 18. There were so many things that we had not done together. Our identities at this point were molded into one. And I saw how much they were hurting because at this point, they didn't know who they were. And I let that person go. You just gave me chills. And I, no, but like, it took a long time to get there. But I was like, if you need to do that, I respect that. And who knows, this is happening for a reason. And I did because literally a week later, I met this like amazing girl who was super femme, who changed my ideology on being like identifying as queer and bisexual and made me feel safe to be like, okay, no, 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 no. I've definitely liked girls since I was six. Yeah. And I think that opened up this whole new authentic, like authentic life for me. Right. And and I just realized like I had been hiding for so much of my life. And yeah. What would you say <coughs> to the person who is afraid to come out or who is afraid to be themselves what do you wish you could tell yourself that you would to tell other people man I really genuinely always tell people like I wish I came out sooner um like I didn't come out until I was well I started to come out to friends probably around like 25 and then I didn't Mm -hmm. really cut out come out to my family until after I made my film a year later 
And I would honestly say like, I wish I came out so so much earlier because I feel like I would have, I missed out on so many relationships. Yeah. I hurt so many people because I was terrified of where it would go. And I would just say that at the end of the day, there are gonna be some people that will not accept you and there will be some people that will, but even regardless of sexuality, that's gonna happen in your life. There are gonna be some people that love you and some people that just don't like you and you can't spend your life caring what people think about you. You can't spend your life trying to please other people. You have to live authentically as you because that is the only way you're gonna wake up every morning loving yourself and going to bed every night also loving yourself you're all you have yeah. at the end of the day and you have to look at yourself in the mirror and also so. you can't love someone else for real if you can't love yourself and i think that that's it's so like, important it's like that real paul saying how the hell are you gonna love yourself or how the hell are you gonna love somebody else if you can't love yourself can i get an amen up in here i, think that's <laughs> I what... actually have not seen rupaul yet <gasps> oh i know gosh, it's so amazing i know i want to go to like one of the la events where they like do a thing. You should watch this show though. They just Flaming Saddles does it, right? Stick them all in a room, drag up, they compete, they dance, I love they it. give it their best, and it's just I love the it. best thing ever. I some love of my it. family I have actually not blatantly come out to. By the way, there's some people in your life you're gonna want to come out to and you're gonna feel comfortable coming out to. Yeah. And there's some people you might not find relevant to. Right. Like one of my older brothers, not my oldest, but second oldest, like we don't really have a relationship. Yeah. I don't feel the need to text him and be like, hey, just so you know, you already were like really mean to me and you're already very like chauvinistic kind of, but I'm bisexual. Like that, I don't find not, that burning need. It like, doesn't need to happen. I feel like I show just enough. I try to show just enough in my social media where I think it's pretty obvious. And like when I told my brother I was bisexual, he was like, yeah, you dressed up in my clothes on the first day of kindergarten. Can't say I didn't see that coming. Like, Can't say I didn't suspect it. He was like, "It's this isn't really that crazy. And I'm like, what? Like, you all like kind of knew even before. Right. Like, I was comfortable to say it. Like, God, just why didn't you tell me? Right. But I think like words that I heard growing up really just made me more scared of coming out. Especially like I remember once hearing like, you know, the men in my life yeah. referring to a, a woman who, you know, had maybe looked not that feminine and calling her a dyke and like right. I was so terrified that if I identified as liking girls and guys that first of all I didn't even know that was possible I think that we grow up in a very like binary world where it's like it's One really okay other. yeah it's okay to if you're a heterosexual it's okay a guy a girl if you're gay it's okay a guy girl I'm oh, sorry girl girl guy guy but if you are bisexual and non-binary in that sense we're like you don't go in this systematical frame of like you know love or relationships or gender that um or sexuality that it's like really I think it really scares people because you're throwing their system off kilter right and I I think that like if I saw that represented more I would have been comfortable to come out more to come out sooner yeah but because I didn't see that I thought I had to make this decision of like guys or girls yeah and I was never ready to do that in my life period and I didn't want to be, because of that word having such like a negative connotation, the way that I heard it from leaving these men's mouths, I was like, I don't want someone to ever call me that. Or I don't want someone to look at me like that. So I think that kept me from, you know, coming into myself. Yeah, yeah. No, I used to have like combat boots and I'd wear them in high school and everybody called my dyke boots. <laughs> And I was right. like, it's like, what make, why aren't they like, just but boots? they're just combat boots. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> like call me an army boy, if anything. Like. Yeah, like, but just like, and I got my hair cut really short. Oh and my I God, came and I bet like, my short hair is shorter than your short they hair. They were like, wait, I didn't know you were gay. And I was like, 
I got a haircut. So I didn't like <laughs> get a dick. In first grade, well, first of all, I have two really great stories. <laughs> One, which is like my brother referred to this when I came out. He was like, yeah, I remember this day. But I asked my brother, we were we would like always have like uh hangout sessions. Yeah. And I asked my brother to dress me up like a boy. <laughs> and he put me in his jeans, his like white t-shirt and like a leather jacket. And I was like, oh, and I was like, but you're missing something and like pointed to the crotch and he like rolled up socks. God bless his little heart. He rolled up socks and was like, here, put this down your pants. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm a boy now. Like what? And literally like to me, like that wasn't weird. I was like, it felt like, like I just was like curious and like obviously just like, I think like con- like throughout my life, like I didn't see anything wrong about like wearing guys' clothes or boys' clothes. Like, no. and also I was like genuinely like I was one of the girls that wanted to do what the boys did, and so I was like, if I have to be a boy to do that, then like make me a boy. Yes. Um, but I love being a girl. No, so no. But like <laughs> but, in when I was in elementary school, I used to play uh, football with the boys, and then it was like an issue when I got boobs because because you had stuff they could grab. They couldn't tackle me anymore <laughs> because it was like she's a girl now, and my mom had to be like, so you can't go play with the boys Which anymore because you're like a girl and I'm like I'm the fastest one on the team what are you talking about yeah. I'm so good at football like they called me the rice rocket because I was so fucking fast and well, just gotta <laughs> the grab rice, my nipples the apparently rice now. rocket yeah that's that's a great nickname is it is it is it a sexual thing because <laughs> now as an adult I'm like does it but the rice in, rocket yeah I like rice like mm-hmm. eat that you eat yeah I don't know why they would call you that's rice what rocket, it was the, maybe it's because I was white as shit probably oh god it was probably because you were very white. But I also wore, like, little shorts and, like, tank tops. I was a total tomboy, which yeah. apparently, like, is a bad term. Is it? Well, have you seen that commercial on TV with the soccer players? And they were like... Mm-hmm. I don't watch TV. They were like, five years ago, I wouldn't have been allowed to play soccer. And then they were like, five years ago, I was called a tomboy. And I was like, wait. I guess maybe the reason why it's bad is because we want to try and open our vocabulary to not be gender specific. So yeah. it's like, why, like, let, if girls can do the same thing as guys, then why are we referring to it as something that boys can only do by saying tomboy? Like, guys that are... doesn't just tr- mean that it has that boy look? I kind of... I mean... I I think that because when we were growing up, tomboy was such like a, it was like, yeah, I'm a tomboy. Like you, it you wasn't did with bad. It wasn't bad. It like, was just like, I'm a tomboy. Yeah. And like, I would even say like, yeah, when I was younger, I was a tomboy. Like that's what I was. But I see how now that I think the great thing about our generation and the generation below us is that everyone is becoming more sensitive to language. Yeah. And that I think is a huge step in like changing and just like, just redefining everything in our that has been like systematically set up right um because the moment that we can start having people come home and or like even just saying like oh are you seeing someone instead of like are you seeing a guy like don't assume someone is straight or don't assume someone is queer like right like why like why do we have to put a gender onto it like are you interested in anyone yeah or like if you bring someone home like seeing anyone yeah i would hope that if i you know like that the generations but like i the way i think about being an activist and the reason why i'm so passionate about like just being very like vocal about by visibility and also like the LGBTQ community is because I would love for my kids to never feel that they need to come out, that they could just bring home who they're seeing and be like, can I bring someone that I'm seeing home for dinner? And me be like, yeah, of course. And then walk in and me not be shocked if it's like a same sex relationship. Like I would love to live in that universe. Yeah. Until then, I think it's important for us to vocalize 
and identify because we're normalizing it. We're, right. we're being like, no, 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 like this is normal. Yeah. Where can everybody find you if they want to like follow you? Do you want that? Um, sure. On Instagram mm-hmm. at Ella underscore Lentini. And then what's the, is Riot Life? And is then your... at the Riot Life is the collective. And we do a lot of, um, we make a lot of films. We do a lot of photo clubs. We do a lot of branded content. So just, yeah. And then one final fun question. What's your favorite porn to watch? <laughs> What's your website of choice and your type? Any, oh, blah, blah, blah. I can't speak. <laughs> Too many mimosas. <laughs> also, I'm nervous by that question because I have to admit to masturbating. Um, which Don't should we be all normal. masturbate? I've already done it twice today. What time is it? Really? I thought about doing it this morning, I but do I was it too stressed. Every day when I wake up. Um, can't get out of bed until I do it. <laughs> I gotta do it. I love X art. What the fuck's that? It's like artistic porn. Are um, they like painting with their penises on like a canvas? No, uh, no, no, no. no. Um, it's like very like like their their like wardrobe is pretty. Like, I'm like such a fucking filmmaker. So <laughs> I can't watch porn unless it looks like a real fucking life. They always have great locations. <laughs> Their wardrobe is pretty. Location, location, um, location in my porn, please. I love watching different kinds of porn. For me, what really gets it are close-ups. So I'm like a close-up gal. Like, What do you want to see close-up? Like a hairy asshole? No. <laughs> I mean, generally vagina. Yeah. But, you know, even just penetration is like a huge turn-on. Um, I get like very turned on seeing people being aroused or like get yeah, wet. Yeah. So I also really don't like like cheesy fake porn because right. I'm like, well, this is just a joke. Right. This is like, that's like sketch comedy for me. What would you rather... I want to see like the, the like, you know, like the Zach Braff of like porn, like the indie <laughs> porn. Oh my God. <laughs> what do you go towards more? Would you rather eat a puss or ride was, or suck a dick? I was just talking about this with someone. Well, we were talking about getting eaten out by a guy and girl. Like the I would but. much rather get eaten out by a girl. So I I love like I, I I love being intimate with a girl because I think it's like our bodies are like and I think girls' bodies are just much more like sensual. Right. Than a guys. I think guys were kind of they got the short end of the stick where it's kinda like Mleh. this is like <laughs> my dick. This is what I have for you. <laughs> it, it's very like this is it's a presentation. And it just kind of hangs like an elephant trunk sometimes. It's very unfortunate. It, yes. Um, I would say it's more like person, not gender. Um, I think being sexual with the person that you're into and like that you are like, that you feel their energy. I think that is like the biggest turn on. Take the feeling out. What are you going to do? Physically. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to answer this one first. <laughs> you're like, God damn it. Katie. I <laughs> like getting eaten out by girls more because I feel more comfortable. Only huh. because I feel like, and I was talking to this literally yesterday but with my friend, but I feel like they're like playground talk, even in middle school, guys that didn't even see fucking vaginas at this point would make comments about like big clits or like right. her vagina smelled like fish. And it's like, bitch, you've never even been near a pussy. Like, right. let's get that straight. Right. So I think that stigma always like fucked with me. And I like actually like, I never let a guy really eat me out until probably like college. Um, because I was like so terrified. So I think yeah. that like with being with a girl, it's like you both went through that experience. Yeah. You both have heard that playground talk. And there's also not that like judgment of bodies. Yeah, either. you understand. You know what it's like to be naked yeah. and like and have like, that whole thing happening. Yes. So I feel much more comfortable lights on hooking up with a girl because it's just more I feel safer. Yeah. Um with then versus like with a guy. But I think in terms of like sucking dick and eating pussy, I definitely like licking pussy more. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it's also just a lot easier. It's not it's a lot less easier. Than, like, I just going into the back of my mouth. Yeah, I feel like it's <laughs> just like more sensual. Yeah. But with that said, like I really genuinely don't have like a um, preference. A preference. Yeah. Right. Like I, I truly think it's the person and like being intimate with that person so is beautiful. like is really special and yeah. like I'm into it regardless. Like, like I had a guy come just for me. Like I'm not gonna say that. You have to. No, I can't. I can't. What did yeah, you do? Ella, tell me right now. I can't. You must. It's too soon. I must know. Like, I I, ho- I I was being intimate with a guy and they they came off of literally just, like, humping. Oh. Talking about humping. No, you know, it happens. And, like, I, like, to me that, like, wasn't, it wasn't, like, uh, like, because we were intimate and I was, like, I, like, felt like I could feel that person. Like, oh, my God. You came in your pants? You came in your fucking <laughs> pants. Like, whereas, like, in any other situation, I'd be, like... And also, again, like, I did that, like, I hooked up with a girl and, like, had literally, she was on her period and had only been touched, like, we weren't gonna hook up and I wasn't trying to make her come. It was just, like, morning, like, hook up. Yeah. And I was touching her and she came. Right. And, like, none of us thought that was gonna happen. Right. But it happened and I wasn't, like, oh, my God, you just came, like, and you're, like, me just touching you over your underwear. I feel like with a girl, like, touching over underwear can, like, actually, like, for me... Like, for me, I don't under... Because I don't have a penis. But I don't understand how, like, just humping can make you come when, like, sometimes I have to work for 45 minutes to get a guy to, like, fucking come. So I'm just like, you got that special touch. Either that or, like, this person didn't see anyone for a long time. (laughs) I once made out with a guy in high school that came in his pants. Yeah? Like, the second you guys kissed, it was, like, rocket shot. And then we later had sex and, like... Two years later, and we like had sex, and he like was it good? No, he penetrated me Have you me had micro penis? No, I've seen one. I haven't. I would just be like, bye. I I actually did the worst, and was like, are you hard? Yeah. <laughs> this was in high school, and I we and were hooking were up, like, and I was I was like two fingers around the base. Oh my god! It was really. I felt so bad after. <laughs> I was like, fuck. How am I going to make this person not feel like shit? I literally just asked if they were hard and clearly but that's I mean, as big as their dick is going to get. When it looks like a clitoris, things are confusing. Like it it was an in-betweener. It was a little bit bigger than a clit. Oh God, I was just making like a bad joke. I didn't no. know it was really that small. Did you try to put it where'd in you, my mouth? Where'd no. you put it? <laughs> Don't know. Are you kidding? It's like, did you put it in you That's in disgusting. your mouth? It didn't like, go any, It was in my hand, and then I took my hand out immediately and just like went back to making out and was like, I'm pretty sure I made some excuse where I was like, oh fuck, my mom is texting me. <laughs> it's like, you know my crazy mom. Luckily, my mom was actually crazy, so it was believable. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I gotta Always go. The best. Oh, she's gonna like come here probably and show up and try and drag me out of here. But he literally like penetrated me and then he was like, I can't do this. What? And I was like, okay. And then like later as I was like taking my trash out, that condom was full of cum. <laughs> he fucking penetrated. They just, he came so fast that he was embarrassed and said, I can't do this. Oh my fucking God. Also a tip. Tie up the condom. I don't want to deal with sperm everywhere. Because <laughs> that shit was just like thrown in the trash. And I'm like. Yeah, I feel like what's a good tip we could give people? Uh, tie up your condoms. Tie up your condoms. Don't ghost me. But also just like. Don't make a point to say I don't want to ghost you. Because then, assu- then you're making an assumption that like this person is too invested in you. Ooh, I don't care 
how much I've ever turned you on anywhere. I don't ever need a dick pic. I don't ever need to see your dick hard in boxers. Ooh, I don't need to see you touching it. I love sexting and I have to refrain from sending nudes when I'm drunk. Sexting is fine. I'm not gonna say I know anything about nudes, but. <laughs> Did I send you a nude once? No, I'm just saying oh, like for oh, me. Okay. I'm saying like. Cause you don't want to get your phone hacked? No, I'm like nothing. I don't know anything Shit. about it or anything. I should probably delete the nudes that have been sent to me. I don't have any saved. I not have, that I've ever taken any. I've had girls send me nudes and guys. Generally, I think I've had more girls send me nudes and I have those still. But well, thank God. Guys have never really sent me like dick pics or like, I think I got once like a selfie of like, and it was so adorable. It was like, mm-hmm, I'm in bed and yeah. about to eat Thai food. And I was yeah. like, oh, Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. But like if I have like, one time I sent a guy like me drinking like a beer and I was, I had it like, you know. Close to your on mouth. On my like, mouth like a penis. I might suck this. Right? And then he sent me like, oh, this is what you did to me. And he's like literally holding his penis. And I'm like. That's just gross. This is a lot. This is a lot to see the tip of your penis right now. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting to open this on Snapchat. Yeah. This is a lot for me. <laughs> and I just, just a word of advice. I would also, we don't want nudes. Another, well, I don't want nudes from Another guys. piece of advice is, I think coming from like the like bisexual side, mm-hmm. if you know a girl's bisexual and you see them hooking up with a girl or kissing a girl, don't make a comment and be yeah. like, that turned me on. That's not for your turn That's on. That's so hot. That's not for your arousal unless you were invited. Right. Do not make a fucking comment. Just right. keep your mouth shut because if a guy and a girl were making out or hooking up, you, you wouldn't. wouldn't go to your fucking friend and be like, that was so hot. Like, come on. Just like hold the same fucking standard. Also, don't expect that we want you to join. Yes, that too. That's a big thing as well. It's like, I, did you want a th- <laughs> normal set? Thank you. I have no problem admitting that I actually love threesomes, foursomes. I think that there's something really natural about like I'm body on body. 100%. To me, it's not like it doesn't feel weird. Like I think there's, I also get like very turned on watching like two people be intimate that I right. like really want to be intimate with. Right. To me, that's like, it's a really big turn on. But like also at the same time, like, just be, I feel like as soon as I say that, it's like everyone fucking expects that that's what I want. And that's right. not the case. It's like, right. if it happens naturally, I'm like this, it feels organic and that's when it feels like real yeah. and just like natural. But if it's not like, I fucking hate You're when people try and force it. You're not like, uh, do I have four people to fuck tonight? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> it's like, hey, you, 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 let's go. <laughs> My place. No, it's really fucking annoying. And I think it's also really annoying when guys assume, I think it comes more so from guys. I think I've only had like one girl want to have like, assumed that because I said that, that like a threesome was going to go down with like a, me and a couple of other people and like, but otherwise, it's predominantly guys that yeah. I think have this idea that when you hear that and you're honest about it, that it's like for their pleasure. And it's like, no, 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 bitch. Like, I'm doing it for me. me. <laughs> like, and if it's not for me, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I had this one guy I was dating. I was like, no, yeah, I'm bisexual. He's like, oh, that's so hot. Thank you for making out with another girl. And I was like, yeah. What? What is okay. this? What did you just say to me? That's really not okay. <laughs> like, that's, I'm all set on that. Yeah, We're good. Yeah. There was another piece of advice I had, but I can't remember what it was. Also, I think just, like, uh, decency. If, like, Mm. you're talking with someone and, like, it's clear that you like each other, don't, like, I don't know, just maybe, like, not even decency, like, just flirt, like, charm. Like, I think there's nothing more uneventful than when you, like, have an interaction with someone in person and it's, like, full of that, like, lust and that, like, ooh, you're so exciting. And then you text and you're like, hey, it's like, so what do you do on your days off? And it's like, you're clearly trying to, like instigate that over text and literally it's like yeah i I, I go grab a beer period 
And I'm like, and you're like, how am I supposed to make the conversation move from here? Right. It's just like reciprocate. Right. If you're, if you are into it, reciprocate. Otherwise, don't like just be into it at your convenience. And if you don't like me, just tell me. You don't have to make up any kind of rule right. or like excuse. I don't care that you don't like me. I will just find somebody else that will. So just tell me, so I don't have to waste my weekends waiting to see if you want to hang out with me. Thanks. Yeah, it's true. That's my biggest one. We've really done it. Really, we recorded for like in like we have. almost two hours. I feel like I've talked a lot. I love it though. I let a lot out. Sorry, mom. No, Actually, my good. mom doesn't even. She can't even handle technology. She probably won't listen. My brother probably will. I told my mom last time because I talked about public sexcapades. I was just like, "You are literally not allowed." What was your most public um, sex spot? There's so many. Really? But like, do you get turned on by like knowing the danger of like we could be caught? No, I just don't care. Oh. Like, I'm just like, if I want to fuck, I'm going to do it now. Uber. I, and when I was 16, I fucked my boyfriend at the time at the Trump building at Columbus Center with a jacket over. So fuck you, Trump. Oh my God. I hope he jizzed all over your bench, you fucker. Sorry that's if anyone's amazing. listening that's I'm sure Trump. all the benches are made out of Trump's jizz anyway. Right? So he it's probably not like, like injected he... jizz and he's like, I need everyone to sit on my cum. <laughs> I bet he gets a hard on off of it too. Um, but it was like high school. That's where I lost my virginity in a high school closet, and then in an Uber, I got fingered. Oh, really? And, yeah. I would be too nervous about disrespecting the driver in his car. I that was a brownout night. Oh, okay. I remember pieces of like knowing I was being fingered and like looking out the window. Um, <laughs> and so be like, oh, lights. Yeah, it was like it, I wasn't. Uh, my Uber rating went down that day for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just uh, balcony. I'll just do it wherever. What about masturbating? public place that you've masturbated i don't think i've ever ah uh, like my boyfriend's bathroom really that's like not that bad but also why would you do it in the bathroom right not in the bed it was your boyfriend he had already come and i didn't and i didn't want him to know i needed to come oh. <laughs> so like the times when i was like ashamed of such oh. things and would fake it yeah that's i don't so do that sad. anymore yeah no. i know i i you know i don't fake shit either well yeah. actually i think i might have like faked once oh, also guys don't assume that because you put your penis inside me i'm gonna come yeah also <laughs> like i I don't know if this is maybe just me but like also like hello penetration is not the only thing that right. makes a girl come right. so maybe try to do penetration and like touch the give some love to the clit yep. Yep. like yep. look at the vagina as a whole because just fucking like humping with your yep. dick in yep. and out is not going to do the trick for most women i come faster if you eat me out i will never come if you just penetrate me yeah it'll never happen it's just That's not good a thing. To know. Where's the most public place you've masturbated? Um, when I was driving car, uh, cross country from, I think it was New York to LA, I believe, and I was like, I just had this overwhelming sense of horniness and literally had a jacket over me and was sitting next to my best friend and just went to town. Did she know? No. Was she asleep? No, she was, he was driving. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he was driving and I was literally sitting there with a jacket over me. I'm like, I grew up in a one-bedroom apartment in New York City. I'm like a master at secret master masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> like I can be quiet as fuck, and like maybe that's why I don't show emotion. I just, wait, so you just like sit there and don't make emotion and look out the window as you have an intense orgasm? I was looking out the window. It wasn't really intense. It was more of necessity. Right. It needed to happen. Yeah. I guess that's like how most guys feel, right? Have you told him since? Mm, well, now they probably will find out. <laughs> But like I, I remember like at one point, like I just like turned flush. So I was like, and then I, I after it happened, I was like, 
can we turn on the AC? It's really hot in here. <laughs> like I just like tried to like just make it like a temperature thing. Like, oh, LA is really hot. This this must be what LA is like. It's not that orgasm I just had. <laughs> no, just nothing to do with hot that. In here, it also wasn't like epic orgasm. It was just like it had to do it. It's just like yeah, it was just like a relaxation. Maybe that's I was why, like stressed about moving from New York to LA. I do it every. That's why I do it every morning. Because I'm just like, if I don't, I'll be stressed out all day long. Just gotta get it out of my system. Yeah. Just you know do it. I can't, when I'm stressed, I can't, when I'm sad or stressed, I can't like pleasure myself. I can't have, like, I can't really hook. I'm not into hooking up with anyone. Like, I just feel like I'll just lay there for hours and just not get out of bed. Really? Maybe I should yes. try that tactic. <laughs> it's it's great. Turn shit around. Do you have like a vibrator or you use your fingers? Uh, fingers. I have a vibrator. I, I like it, but I try not to use that much because I feel like sex is a little disappointing after that. Nah, it's different. It's different, but, like, when you come from a vibrator, you're like, whoa! Like, <laughs> you're like, no, what? So to me, that's like, oh, okay. But then when I come from, like, sex, I'm like, whoa! Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I have a big issue, like, coming during yeah. sex because I think I get, like, super in my head and I'm just like, it's not going to happen and, like, you. whatever. So I'm just, like, easier for me to just do it with my little pocket rocket and I'm yeah. on my way. Yeah. I Yeah, I just feel like... Um, just like the sensation is different and like that's something like hands or yeah body pieces can't really replicate yeah um so i mean like generally I, me and my hand are really great we're best friends <laughs> we just we, we get, get the job done yeah we get do along. it i'm all about like sex positive and like just yeah. like i can't believe that we don't talk about these things more i can't believe no one talked about this with me when i was younger like the fact that I feel so ashamed by my own body is not right. okay. Right. That I had for so long felt so ashamed by my own body is not okay. Yeah. Like, you should be able to touch yourself and it yeah. shouldn't be, like, weird. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, you know, if my brother is listening to this, it's, like, gross. Because, yeah, that's gross. Right. But, like, also, like, we need to fucking get with the times. And, like, right. I am not, like, the a girl that, like, doesn't get pleasure from sex and I'm only here to pleasure a partner. Right. Like, right. I want to seek exactly. that as well. Yeah. So, you know, let's change that. Well, I'm not going to give you head unless you're going to eat me out. <laughs> That's my, I mean, like, if, if we're not going tit thumb. for tat, then, because if it's like, okay, well, we're making out. We're both doing that. Great. If we're both having sex. Great. But if I give you head and you don't eat me out. But is it different when you hook up with girls? Because I feel like with guys, I hold that standard where I'm like, I'm not going to. I don't I'm, hold it with girls. Girls, I love. I don't Love care. making them come. It's just whatever. And I just want to like hold them close Please afterwards. Them. Like I don't care if I get anything out of it. Like I just love pleasuring them and like just like holding each other really close. Like to yeah. me, it's not like a, like, a, but I think with guys, I think because the social standard has yeah. been set for so long, I'm like, bitch, I'm here for my pleasure. And if you're yeah. not going to satisfy that, bye bye. Yeah, exactly. Like that's it. But I think it's also just because of like the way that we know how guys are. Yeah. And we hear the bathroom talk or like the whatever. And so we know what it's like. But with girls, it's, we just have this so understanding. Well, because we know we do it. We're them. Yeah. You know, we all understand each other. Yeah. So. I would like to thank you. Thank you for so coming much for on. Me. This was great. So coming many cum, but um, <laughs> so many good conversations. Yes. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know what I think we're gonna do? I think we're gonna see you again next Tuesday. So go out. Don't be a shitty human, and uh, always put yourself in other people's shoes before I don't know making an emotional decision. Okay, bye. Don't and suck. Tie up your condoms. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, and use condoms. Important. Yes. <laughs> Use condoms. <laughs> yes. Don't spread STDs.